Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We're talking about COVID and uh, just the fact that things are different, right? Things are different this year than they were a year ago. And that makes sense in a lot of ways. Um, we're taking a look at what's going on and we're looking at Ontario and going, oh my goodness, look at what's going on in Ontario. And oh my goodness, look what's happening in India. What a disaster. It's horrible. But um, here in Alberta, we seem to be kind of like, for not ev- not everybody, I mean, there is no consensus on anything when it comes to COVID. But the sense that I get from the majority of people, at least from our audience and the text that I receive and the calls that I get is like, I'm over it. That's you know we we seem to be having a completely different mindset. We're not monitoring the numbers every day. We don't seem to care. Uh, the trends are going in, in an alarming direction. And in fact, if you scale for population, we're doing worse in terms of cases than India and Ontario. We're leading the country in terms of cases. So we look at these hot spots that are having all kinds of issues. We're doing worse in terms of pure raw numbers. But the way we're reacting to it and um, the alarm level seems to be much, much lower, things are different this year. So let, let's dig into that a little bit and try and find out why things are, are, are different. And if maybe we should be a little more concerned about the direction that we're headed in. Uh, joining us now, we have uh, Dr. Peter Uni, who is uh, somebody that can give us a little clarity on this. He's a professor of medicine and epidemiology at the University of Toronto and the scientific director of the Ontario COVID-19 Science Advisory Table. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I I think one of the big takeaways is we're seeing the numbers higher than ever before, but deaths are lower. Is that part of the reasoning for why people seem to be a little more lackadaisical? Well, I don't know how the situation is actually in your province right now, but we need to be aware of that. This is a different pandemic. What we see now is younger people get more severely ill. And uh, we typically, probably this is also the case in your province, you know, start to have the long-term care homes quite well under control because many of the residents were vaccinated. And together this means now that we will see a delay until we start to see deaths also go up and what is the concern right now is as tragic as every death is, is the, that the, the healthcare system is being overwhelmed. You know, what we see in Ontario right now is very, very challenging uh, regarding the, uh, the ICU occupancy. You know, a lot of critically ill people, a lot of young people are ill. And, you know, sadly, again, if you then talk about deaths, what's happening is younger people take longer to die, which then results in more ICU occupancy, and you will see the death signal even later. When we take everything together, it's clear that the new variants of concern are roughly having a 50% increased risk of death, but this is, of course, all after accounting for the age of people who get infected. Yeah, that definitely makes a difference. Um, Tell me about long haulers that we keep hearing about. How prevalent is that, and what kind of long-term effects are these people dealing with? Yeah, look, uh, we're learning more and more about that um, as we speak. What you can assume is that roughly... 
25 to 30% of people who are diagnosed with COVID, irrespective of whether they will be hospitalized or not. In fact, being hospitalized or not is not such a strong predictor will experience long-term symptoms. And this could be, you know, uh, this is fatigue, breathlessness, depression, um, vertigo, blood pressure problems, etc. There are people out there, quite a lot, who haven't had COVID, who remember when they've had a really bad flu or something that they struggled for weeks. Now imagine if this continues for months and perhaps even a year. This is well a reality there. This thing is absolutely not trivial, you know, and when we look at all these symptoms that people are having, it reminds us of people who were all hospitalized and were on intensive care unit because of severe pulmonary problems. It's it's very similar what then happens after they get discharged from hospital, for example. So we cannot gamble with this disease and we cannot be complacent. Um, what about the vaccination situation that we're in right now? I think a lot of people are sort of saying, hey, everybody's getting vaccinated, especially the most vulnerable. Uh, we don't need to be worried about it. Yeah, we're all vulnerable. That's the point, you know. Um, uh, right now, right, yeah. there's no way that we can get, get that we actually just make our way out of this pandemic just through vaccines. The vaccines are extremely important, and this is a silver lining, but it's just slightly too early. This is not possible just to have the vaccines and think, okay, great, we make it, and it's all wonderful. No, it's not. And um, we need a few months. The point is, remember what happened in Israel. Israel started to open up when 35% of people actually were vaccinated and when, you know, numbers, case numbers were plummeting. Mm-hmm. This is essentially not the case in Alberta as far as I'm concerned. So are we doing enough? I mean, there's a lot of people who think we're doing too much already, doctor. I mean, are we setting ourselves up for a disastrous situation here? Well, you tell me what you're doing right now. So what what are the measures that you, we're having right now in Alberta today? Right now in Alberta, what we have, we have restrictions on outdoor gatherings of 10 people. Uh, indoor gatherings are not allowed to happen. We've closed indoor dining once again. It's pick-up and take-out only. Um, a lot of school boards have moved their kids to online learning starting next week for two weeks. Uh, we have, you know, basically no activities or group activities of any kind in terms of team sports or performance activities or anything like that. It's not a full lockdown, but there's some pretty severe Mm -hmm. restrictions, 15% on retail, things like that. Okay. I mean, it only goes into the right direction. I'm very relieved to hear that the indoor uh, spaces were closed as much as you can. We have a big problem here in Ontario regarding, you know, the distinction between essential and non-essential work. And that will be a, a theme that probably is important for you guys too. And the other part is, you know, asking, are your essential workers in non-healthcare settings protected enough? You know, mm-hmm. in Ontario, this is now a clear pandemic of essential workers and their family. And what we see actually on IC use is tragic. I tell you, when you look at that, with uh, the young people actually, you know, just being intubated, it's very, very sad. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, we, we are doing some things here, and, and like I say, we are trending up, and our numbers are actually higher than Ontario in terms of case counts. I see that. Yeah, yeah. Just look at the curves right now. It yeah. doesn't look exciting. Uh, this needs to... But, you know, there's the other part. When did you When did you start to take stronger measures? How many days ago? Oh, I think it's about two weeks now. 
Okay, well, then we should start to see it actually. You know? So uh, we, we now start to see a change, you know, so we plateau, but we only plateau in Ontario. That's not good enough. Numbers need to start to plummet. Okay. So um, I hope that this will happen very soon at your end too, that you plateau. If not, then more needs to be done. I'm not sure how we rise to uh, uh, situation is, but if it's if it's only close to what we're experiencing right now, it's it starts to be quite challenging for you guys, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we're in a situation where I think it can go either way uh, and very, very quickly. Uh, great insight. I appreciate your time this morning, Doctor. You're very welcome. Good luck with everything. Yeah, thank you very we, much. We will make it through that. You know, it, don't, it, it won't take that long anymore. This is just about a few weeks now. If we do the right thing, we will get this done. Yeah, uh, that's the message we keep hearing, and uh, just hang on for a little bit longer. Thanks, Doctor. Good luck. Bye-bye. Bye. That's Dr. Peter Uni, who is uh, the Professor of Medicine and Epidemiology at the University of Toronto and the Scientific Director of the Ontario COVID-19 Science Advisory Table.